Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and our show is all about exploring a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us talking, get us imagining, get us connected, more aware, gaining a wider perspective, perhaps inspired to do something because we made the connection. It's the first Saturday of the month in April, and that means we're going to be able to have a chance to talk about the Eastside Freedom Library. And Peter Ratcliffe is my co-host for our Eastside Freedom Library shows. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Lori, and good morning to everyone out there. And today's show, we're looking at housing. Housing is a critical issue in racial and economic justice. Housing is a critical human right. And it's really exciting to have C.N. Thomas of ABC Realty with us this morning because they're not just talking about housing and closing the gap. They're actually doing things to bring housing justice to people on the east side. Welcome, C.N. Thank you. So glad you're here. I remember when we first met, we were discussing how owning a home is really the root of long-term economic stability and financial um, uh, being able to be financially, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> invested mm-hmm. in the future. Absolutely. The two primary drivers of wealth building in America historically have been home ownership and stock investment. And so home ownership uh, has historically uh, helped families to uh, launch a business use their equity to launch a business if they want to launch a business, to send their children to school and help pay tuition um, with their equity position, or to uh, go to school themselves. It's a root. It gives them roots to be able to do many other things. Absolutely. And so at one level, it's a a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. At another level, it's your financial future. Yes. And I also appreciate that ABC Realty, who you, uh, which is your realty, yes. uh, is sponsoring the show today. So thank you for your support, for your vision, for the future, for supporting better housing, and, and being part of the conversation to look to the future of what we could create. So thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Peter, the Eastside Freedom Library has looked at housing in a variety of ways, and there's a lot of um, different housing in the east side that I I just adore. You know, there's some that goes way back and then mm-hmm. there's some new. Uh, I'd love to have you both tell me about the village on Rivoli mm-hmm. that's taking place in the east side mm-hmm. that I hear is very innovative and has some exciting aspects to it. You know, I, I think I'll go back and tell a little bit more of a historical story and then I'll leave Cian to talk about the village at Rivoli. Wonderful. Um, you know, for, for many of us, the story of the East Side, for many of us who are not indigenous people, the story of the East Side begins with the story of a place called Sweet Hollow, which was a place, a ravine uh, that uh, Phelan Creek ran through providing water, where Swedish immigrants in the late 1840s and 1850s began to settle and really create DIY kind of houses and and living circumstances in order to be close to work opportunities in the railroad yards and downtown St. Paul. And Sweet Hollow persisted for more than 100 years. And it really sort of depended on who you were and how you understood it, whether you thought of it as a community or you thought of it as a slum. 
I think many of the people who lived within it thought of it as a community. Um, there were churches. Uh, there were other kinds of social institutions created in Sweet Hollow. And interestingly, at the same time, over generations, people made an effort to move out of Sweet Hollow and to move into what was called Railroad Island, Little Italy, Up Payne Avenue, Arlington Hills, uh, to move to a place where housing was more stable, uh, where they could create the kind of equity that Cian talks about. Um, and they were replaced by newer immigrants moving in on their heels. And so the Italians replaced the Swedes, Mexicans replaced the Italians. Um, and for a hundred years, Sweet Hollow was a place uh, where people got a start uh, on the east side. And, and I think it's very interesting to think about the village on Rivoli, which which is a stone's throw from Sweet Hollow, uh, where people are creating a different kind and of I, community. And if I can put another plug in for the Eastside Freedom Library, when you brought up Sweet Hollow, it, mm. it reminded me on a walking tour that yeah. I went on that, that you hosted and how the Eastside Freedom Library is about celebrating the East Side. And it's not just always in the four walls that you celebrate the Eastside Freedom Library. Sometimes it's on the walking tours right. and you actually can understand by seeing, by by walking, by looking, seeing a home that had moved from the east side, mm -hmm. um, Sweet Hollow. Out of Sweet Hollow, yes. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's also that we don't just think about the past with nostalgia, Yes. but we think about the past as a place that we can learn from, and, and we're interested in those conversations between the past and the present. And and I think the village in Rivoli is, is a great example of rootedness in, in this history. Cian, tell us about the village yeah. on Rivoli. So the village on Rivoli is the largest uh, new construction housing development in the city of St. Paul in over 40 years. Mm. And Dayton's Bluff Neighborhood Housing Services has been integral in moving the project forward. And we are now in phase three of that project. Uh, phase one and two are four... 12 uh, new construction homes, traditional two stories with attached garages, and the entire site will include an orchard. It will include a permanent community garden where we have partnered with Urban Roots to manage uh, that garden. It will include a, um, a uh, solar garden. Huh. with uh, XL Energy at the top of the site. And, of course, walking pads, uh, too. And 98% so, have been sold in that first? 100% of Phase 1 and 2 wow. are sold. And the majority of the uh, buyers, new homeowners, are people of color. So that's an investment in their future as well. Absolutely. And that they have the path to be able to have the financial security that a home can provide. Yes, how exciting. Yeah, it's the, the super coolest, grooviest thing <laughs> happening. I love the idea of almost having like a little hobby farm in the middle of a right? city. Isn't that cool? It and is wonderful. you partner with the kids, and that's a, that is a, a youth program uh, that teaches um, job skills through working in the soil and growing things and selling them at the community um, 
markets in the summertime, and they make an olive oil too. Oh, well, you know, and I, I, it hurts my heart because I I see inner cities often not being a um, a, a, a food desert. Mm-hmm. That there's not access mm-hmm. to affordable fresh fruit and vegetables, and when I can see it being celebrated and being able to mm-hmm. have it be affordable, and mm-hmm. and you can get your hands dirty in the dirt and see how it grows, and it's yeah. not just something at a grocery store. Right. It, it's something real that that um, has a season, and that you you learn time even differently when you understand how how things grow and and how they're harvested. Yeah, that's cool. So. so uh, there's a, a new one coming. Yes, so phase three will come to market uh, late fall of 2019. And phase three will uh, face south and look over downtown St. Paul. Phase one and two looks west at the uh, Capitol and the cathedral, uh, producing the, the, the best sunsets ever. If you're in there at night, it looks like Gotham, Gotham City, <laughs> Batman. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so phase phase three will look south, um, the, over downtown, and that phase is going to be more eclectic, cottage style. We're calling them cottage style homes. Um, to me, they look like more like the stacked railroad car oh. home. So they're going to be super cool. And not too far from the railroad, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, in a neighborhood that was once called and still is. Railroad Island, because there were so many railroad tracks bifurcating the neighborhood that kids felt like they lived on an island. And here, again, linking the bridge from the past to the future, yes. we fast forward. And I understand there's also lots of um, good uh, energy-wise savings in, in some of these. There, there's Yes, they, they are all um, high-quality, uh, energy-efficient uh, Energy Star rated homes, but produced by Dayton's Bluff Neighborhood Housing Services. So they're they're the uh, phase one and two are about fifteen hundred square feet, uh, two story homes with basements that are finishable, and some of them have walkouts. All of them have egress and affordable and affordable and affordable. If we were private sector building these homes, they would be about three hundred and fifty thousand. But we're able to bring that product to market under 250 because of the subsidy that goes into these projects. Isn't that terrific? So you're going to be having something coming up pretty soon, April 10th. Yes. Uh, tell me about the April 10th. We're excited uh, to be partnering uh, with uh, Peter Ratcliffe and the Freedom Library. ABC Realty decided in 2019 we would not only take on closing the gap but we wanted to be rooted in community and what that means for us is partnering uh, with other people and and institutions and places in our community so we kicked off this year with a uh, client appreciation at the cookie cart and had a lot of fun with those folks and on april 10th we are partnering with the freedom library to host a community conversation on uh, inequities in housing, and that's both renting and owning. Some people, I have to imagine, think that it's just beyond what they are, that they could even dream of. And in being able to make it real and make it a path that folks can understand, I think is important to communicate. How do you navigate? Mm -hmm. And how do you trust? And who do you trust? So... 
I think this will be a, an exciting opportunity for people to learn. And I encourage folks to go to the Eastside Freedom Library website mm-hmm. and go to their event page. They also have it listed for April 10th. And time's running out, but we're going to have um, more conversation on this. We're going to hear some stories about real live people that had an impact through this program. So stay tuned. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey community, this is Sian Thomas from ABC Realty. We represent a diverse team of realtors here at ABC and we're rooted in your community. We are the only brokerage with an intentional focus on the east side of St. Paul. We specialize in helping first-time home buyers and people of color to find the home and the neighborhood of their dreams. We have agents who speak Spanish and Hmong and to keep pace with the ever-changing demographics of the east side, we're adding agents who speak the languages of our communities. We're accessible and we're available for you. Face to face and over the phone, we'll help you each step of the way, whether you're buying or selling. We'll discuss the value of home ownership and how it can be leveraged to build your future. We are here for you, ready to put our experts to work for you. So learn more about us here at abcrealtytwincities.com. That's abcrealtytwincities.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. I'm Peter Rackler from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue. Brunson's Pub is a place where history and passion are a part of every detail, starting with the menu. The Payne Phelan neighborhood arose from Dakota people who lived here for hundreds of years and pioneering immigrant communities, Irish, Swedes, German, and Italians, who made the Eastside their home. More recently, waves of new residents from Asia, Latin America, and Africa continue the rich immigrant history and are revitalizing the community's cultural life and economy. Come experience Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com. In 1977, NASA launched the Voyager spacecrafts, satellites sent from Earth to study the farthest reaches of outer space. Aboard these voyagers were the golden records, time capsules filled with images, sounds, and music that tell the story of our world. Astronomer Carl Sagan said, the launching of these records into the cosmic ocean says something very hopeful about life on this planet. But can we still find that hope? If you could send a message out to the universe today, what would you say? This April, join Sandbox Theater for the Golden Record Project, an intimate event 42 years in the making. The Golden Record Project is a search for connection, a hopeful call to other worlds, and a declaration that we are here. The Golden Record Project, April 12th through May 4th at the Sandbox. Tickets and information at sandboxtheateronline.com. The Golden Record Project. What would you share? Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, 
And we're talking about housing and closing the gap today. I have Peter Ratcliffe, who is the co-executive director of the Eastside Freedom Library and the co-host of all of our first Saturday of the month shows with the Eastside Freedom Library. Welcome. Thank you, Lori. Delighted to be here as ever. And Peter, you have a guest who's also sponsoring our show today. Yes, Sian Thomas from ABC Realty. And um, and it, it's just so exciting to be with someone who is making change happen and making it happen on the east side. So we're so glad to have Sian with us. And making a commitment to close the gap. I first want you to tell me a little bit about this new uh, landing page that you've created for Closing the Gap and what that means to you. We decided at ABC Realty uh, that we wanted to take on something bigger than ourselves and bigger than just buying and selling real estate because we're a small um, brokerage here on the east side of St. Paul, serving largely the east the east side neighborhoods of St. Paul. And we decided that uh, the homeowner gap in Minnesota was uh, a formidable place and space that we wanted to be in. So we, we want to take this gap on. What What is the gap? The gap is uh, Minnesota has one of the highest homeowner rates in the nation. In fact, we are number three in the nation at 77% homeownership. However, uh, families of color are not enjoying uh, homeownership at the, at the rate of uh, white families in Minnesota. In fact, families of color in Minnesota own homes uh, less than 41%. And the difference is what has become known as the gap. And that's the space that we play in that we want to close that gap in homeownership here in Minnesota. Well, I, I've taken a look at your page, and I've looked at your staff, and I'm so impressed at the multicultural richness that you bring to your staff. When I decided that I wanted to launch a real estate brokerage, I knew uh, that I wanted the brokerage to look like the community it serves. And so we are intentional in being uh, richly diverse in language and culture because the east side is so richly diverse in both language and culture so tell me again about um what your goal is with this mm -hmm. closing the gap program and how folks can learn about the closing the gap program through your website okay so we are um launching a uh, a new landing page called Closing the Gap MN coming soon, coming to a web, a web place soon near you. And that's where we will uh, identify our partners uh, that we work with, and, and they'll be linked uh, to that page. And we will uh, continue um, a conversation about the gap, who's working uh, in this space to address the gap. Um, so there, there are plenty of players in the space. And you can share a little bit about, I, mm -hmm. I know that in, in the brochure that mm -hmm. you've created, uh, mm -hmm. there's some stories. Yeah. Tell, yes. tell me some stories. of those stories. We love stories. Yeah. This is a piece that we've created to kind of capture uh, the essence of, of our work in this space. And I, I thought it was really important to highlight uh, some of the work that we've done um, in, in communities of color. Um, in this piece, we highlight two families uh, that now are proud homeowners uh, on the village on Rivoli. Uh, the first family is a Karen family. They came to me back in 2013, and they wanted to build a home, uh, but they didn't 
they didn't have a really good command of English. Uh, they had no credit to speak of, so I, I connected them with a lender. And in uh, 2015... Uh, Just about two years yep, later. About two years later, we were able to get them into a home. And this is their story. Um, they, they are a family um, with uh, two sons and a daughter. They own a sushi restaurant on Lake Street in, in Minneapolis. They had no idea how to go about uh, getting into a home. And in 2013, they were all in a two-bedroom apartment. Wow. And so uh, Tander, the daughter... You know, she didn't have space to come home and do homework or or cook because everyone was piled up on top of each other. And so this story talks about her journey and the impact it had um, on her grades. And now um, they're they're uh, successful crossing into uh, home ownership here Isn't on the east side. Yeah. And tell me about the other family. The other family, uh, I started working with this young woman, African-American woman. She was a new college grad. She had almost $70,000 in debt in, in college loans. And I got her... And that in itself is a mortgage, too. Huge, right? Yeah. She was living at home with mom and dad. She wanted to buy her own home. And at that time, 2012, we, I was able to get her into an FHA mortgage product um, up to 135 which in and of itself is a was a challenging price point back in 2012 in that in that housing market. Well, that year, uh, FHA decided to bump their mortgage interest rate up by one half of a percentage point. That took her uh, mortgage approval from 135 down to 70. She, she was not going to find an FHA-approved house for, for that amount. And so we had to put her uh, back on the shelf. She came back five years later with a master's degree and a, and a super cool, high-paying job. <laughs> <laughs> but she remembered what you had done yes. for her. And I think that's so important in the relationship mm -hmm. building that you do is that you problem-solve and create a goal. Absolutely. That's uh, that helps because it can be very confusing. Yes. Real estate is is the business of relationships and you you should be working with a trusted advisor, somebody who has your interests at, at heart. And here at ABC Realty, you know, we don't we don't sell we don't just sell real estate, we build communities. And you're part of the community. And we are. We're part of the community. We're very embedded in this community. And when you get those folks in there, you're telling them about the Eastside Freedom Library. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> and your role, especially with folks coming new into the community, you you have an influx in the East Side. You know, that's something that, that you rejoice in as well. Well, the East Side is the most diverse part of St. Paul. Um, we're about 40% Asian American, Hmong, Karen, Bhutanese. Um, we're about another 20% uh, East African and African American, and the East Africans themselves are mixed among several heritages, the Oromo, the Eritrean, the Amhara, the Somali. Um, and then there's a large Central American, both Mexican and Salvadoran community. So the East Side, which was once a, a largely white, blue-collar neighborhood, is now extraordinarily diverse, a kind of United Nations of its own. Um, and the East Side Freedom Library is a place where we want people to come and share their stories, the kinds of stories that Sienna has been sharing this morning. And because we think that those stories can inspire 
other people and people who face discrimination in, in many, many ways can find the strength and agency through these stories to change their lives and build the base to enable other people to change their lives for the better also. One thing that struck me when you mentioned about uh, in her new home, she now had her daughter being able to do homework. Mm -hmm. You have parent programs at, at the mm -hmm. Eastside Freedom Library. Right, we're doing a lot of intergenerational work. Mm -hmm. um, we have trained high school kids to collect digital stories from elders mm -hmm. and we have elders who are listening to kids talk about how they're trying to navigate this complicated beast called american society and the homes that we live in yeah so stay tuned with us we're going to be talking in the the next segment about closing the gap doing a little deeper dive um the history and what's the vision for the future so stay with us it's going to be a great program I'm Peter Rackliff from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue, Brunson's Pub. Experience history and passion through the delicious menu, reflecting the Eastside's diversity. The choices are limitless. Salads, sandwiches, burgers, and shareable plates. Visit Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM 950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'd like to thank over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners for choosing Warner Stellion to be their appliance specialist. Now through April 15th, get our guaranteed lowest price on a KitchenAid or Bosch dishwasher, then save more with trusted free installation. Save hundreds on amazing lawn repairs by Whirlpool, smart refrigerators by Samsung, and beautiful kitchen suites by LG. Save on more brands and get the unmatched services you've come to expect. Through April 15th, during Warner Stellion's Customer Appreciation Sale. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theatre. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. 
We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. Saturday, chance of showers, cloudy with a high near 63. Sunday, chance of showers, cloudy with a high near 64. And Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 68. This week's EatLocalMinnesota.com restaurant of the week is Hazel's Northeast. They have classically inspired, creatively prepared comfort food. For dinner, enjoy dishes like their Swedish meatballs, pesto chicken, fish and chips, and more. Located at 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis, find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. It's the first Saturday of the month, so it's a focus on the East Side Freedom Library and the East Side community. And Peter Ratcliffe is our co-host for all of these shows. Welcome, Peter. Good morning, Lori. And Peter is also the co-executive director for the East Side Freedom Library. So give us some context. We've been talking about housing. Um, and, and I promise the audience that in this segment, we do a little deeper dive about some of the history and, of course, you always do a good job with setting the stage with history. Well, you know, I think we're all blessed that um, we live here in Minnesota where uh, there's a great institution called TPT Channel 2, the mm-hmm. local public television station. And they've been supporting a brilliant young African-American documentary filmmaker named Daniel Pierce Bergen. And Daniel has made a series of documentaries about Minnesota history. And his most recent documentary aired at the end of February called Jim Crow in the North. And in that documentary, Daniel drew heavily on this great project that's been based at Augsburg in Minneapolis uh, called Mapping Prejudice. It's fascinating. It is. And chilling. It's chilling. And and I understand they're going to be doing more in other cities, but groundbreaking work to see it visually right the the racism right a visual right. representation right. of how racism played right. out in our in our own backyard right and and through practices like restrictive covenants and redlining and the ways and, and the covenants that absolutely discriminated excluded. every single time african american no matter what the covenant right. was it was always, always. going the, and right. they had Turks or Mexican or Or Jews or Jews not allowed to buy property because the property value would go down. Right. Right. Yeah. And it it was heart wrenching. Right. And, you know, as I listened to CN this morning, one of the things that that comes back to me is many years ago, I heard Randall Robinson give a talk at McAllister College and. At that time, uh, Randall had had just published a book called The Debt, What America Owes uh, to Black People. And he argued, much as CN has pointed out already, and I think we'll hear more about, the ways that housing ownership was a way of economic security and intergenerational mobility. And so it became a way that historically white families built advantage or privilege from generation to generation to enable children to go to college, to enable children to become homeowners. And so it became cumulative. And for those who were denied through restrictive covenants or redlining or straight out hostility like the 
Arthur Lee family faced in South Minneapolis in the 30s or the William Francis family faced in, in St. Paul in the Cretan neighborhood in the 1920s, to literally be driven out of a neighborhood, to have a cross burned on your lawn and to get the message that people of color were not welcome. And, and I think many of us would like to think that those kinds of things only happened in Alabama or Mississippi. And Daniel's film really shows us that Minnesota was part of the United States and part of the way institutionalized white supremacy worked. And a brilliant title, Grim, Jim Crow in the North. In the North. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, none of that will change by itself. It takes collective action, and it takes intelligence. And intentionality. And intentionality, and, and taking real steps. And that's what Closing the Gap is about. That's what the work that ABC Realty is doing. And, and you know, one of the things I want to emphasize is I so appreciate that they're not only doing that work, but that they want to come to the Eastside Freedom Library and have a public conversation about it so that the rest of us can learn about what also is being done and so that we all come away with a sense of there is something that we can do. And and so, you know, I, I want Cianne to share with us more about the consequences of home ownership and the many, many ways that it helps families to improve their lives and the next generation's lives. And I also want to thank Cianne for your willingness to support this conversation by sponsoring the show and giving us a chance to really do a deeper dive on, on, on how important this is and your vision for closing the gap. Thank you. Thank you. And there's no... want to share a couple of little factoids uh, with you uh, in, in my... Um, my research, uh, but families that own their home, did you know that they are 16% more likely to uh, participate in parent-teacher conferences? I tell you, I, I used to laugh uh, at my children's uh, school uh, administrators, and I always see them, you should just give me an office here, because I'm always <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. <laughs> One year I ended up working <laughs> at the school and had an office. But I, I always felt so privileged to be able to be there uh, for my for my sons um, when they were in uh, school. Because, you know, uh, young black and brown boys need advocacy mm -hmm. in, in school. They definitely need advocacy. So uh, home ownership improves the likelihood that those parents will participate. Uh, they are uh, homeowners are twenty eight percent more likely to vote. And voting That's an matters. Interesting statistic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Is mm -hmm. there a sense of that there's a security and that there is mm -hmm. ownership in the community, mm -hmm. and that with that, it voting matters because it, it represents. Mm -hmm your roots in that community? I think that's part of it. And I, I think on the flip side, you know, when you are mobile, yeah. uh, when you are a mobile renter and you're constantly moving, you're, you're, you never grow roots anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, beyond daily survival, you're, you're not thinking of where, where can I make my voice matter? Mm -hmm. you're, you're busy surviving and you're not thriving. Or even having the chance to look at what are the problems in the community right. because your own problems of just survival mode mm -hmm. are, are at the, the forefront. Yeah, it, it brings me back to the book uh, Eviction, which is a very, very powerful read if you, if you haven't read it. But it is 
a deep dive into um, uh, uh, several Milwaukee uh, families uh, during the uh, 2008, um, right after the, the big mortgage tsunami mm. of 2008. And he does a beautiful job, heart-wrenching job, of uh, following these families and, and, the consequences. and the consequences of of surviving and not thriving, because it, it affects all of us. Absolutely. Did you have uh, a couple others? Well, let me, I just want to okay. jump in and Go say about it. also about the book that yeah. um, this year, uh, the St. Paul Public Library system under the leadership of Catherine Pankert uh, picked this book, uh, Matthew Desmond's Evicted, as one of what they're calling Read Brave. Wow. And so there have been discussions, including discussions in which panelists have themselves been homeless, who have read the book and talking about their stories in relationship to the stories in the book and leading the conversations toward policy and action. And so I'm so pleased that the public libraries have been taking leadership in promoting the kind of conversation that CN is now participating in and providing us with concrete forms of action that, that we can take. So A, get educated. B, have a conversation. C, do something. And I think that's a pretty good formula for how we begin to address the kind of issues that have brought CN to us today. Yeah. According to the Home Ownership Center, there are 64,000 families of color here in Minnesota that could buy. And they're not? Wow. And there, there are, you know... Barriers? Barriers. Barriers. They don't believe they can buy. They don't think that their credit score is good enough. Uh, anybody who's renting now in this tight rental market that we have today can probably afford a mortgage. And be able to be paying approximately probably the same amount or maybe Absolutely, less. or less. Or less. Or less. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us some more, Cian, about mm -hmm. uh, the way home ownership sure. makes a difference. Well, as I said, home ownership really does stabilize families, and, and when we have stable families, we have stable communities. We have children that are more successful in school because they develop longer-term relationships with the the teachers and their peers. So children do better in school. Families that own are, are more likely to report uh, suspicious or undesirable activity on their block. Neighborhood watch. Neighborhood watch, exactly. Because they, it's they your get, neighborhood. Because it's your neighborhood. You have pride and ownership, definitely. So there are so many so many soft uh, uh, benefits to home ownership. Um, families in Minnesota that rent are 26% more cost-burdened than families in huh. Minnesota that own. Uh, so these are some striking yeah. striking numbers uh, that that impact, um, you know, whether, whether you think you that's not your problem, it is your problem be, because you're, you're going to, you're going to, you are going to at some point uh, come face to face with somebody who's out there struggling, uh, who's, who's locked out of home ownership. A question for you that mm -hmm. I always like to ask about mm -hmm. your vision for the future. Mm -hmm. um, in closing the gap, mm -hmm. what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And is that a potential for 20 years, 30 years, five years? Mm -hmm. What What does closing the gap look like? Closing the gap looks like... Uh, <laughs> 
building public awareness around uh, the the gap that exists today in Minnesota. So it's as you said, the edu- get educated. Yep, get it, educated. It, that yeah. more people realize that mm-hmm. that housing is an issue and it's it's not a fair for all system. Correct. And absolutely, and we could work towards a fair for all system. Absolutely, we can work towards more inclusivity mm-hmm. in home ownership, especially among families of color mm-hmm. in Minnesota. When we all do better, we all do better. I remember Mr. Yeah. Wellstone. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I would assume since you said there was 60% uh, there, how many um, people of color mm-hmm. are eligible that mm-hmm. are not? Uh, according to the Home Ownership yep. Center, there are 64,000 64, families. So would that families. look... Families. Families. Yes. So if mm-hmm. you have 64,000 families, could that look... Closing mm-hmm. the gap in the future, could that be reduced down by half, maybe? That they're, you mm-hmm. know, that the families mm-hmm. are no and, and 34,000 of those families right. are now? That, that would be beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right? They would contribute to... We'd have 34,000 more families that could contribute to local economies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because a, a neighborhood is, is made up of uh, commercial quarters, which are small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And, and housing that supports those commercial corridors people that live in that housing that do business in that neighborhood creates that local neighborhood economy and more stories to share yeah more stories to learn from each other um, because there is a sense of security in in being in your home and getting to know your neighbors and being part of a community that um, you want to grow with and being role models for others Mm, you know whether you even set out to be a role model or not that kids of color on the block who see other families of color that Mm -hmm. do own their homes know that it's possible. It could be my story. What I would love is a a sequel documentary in 20 years that can go that was them and this is now. Right. And and bring back some of the beauty of the integrated neighborhoods that were destroyed. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And what does it look like to have a beautifully integrated neighborhood that's fair for all? Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. More on that in the next segment. We're going to talk about upcoming activities as well as the April 10th program at the Eastside Freedom Library. So stay tuned. We'll tell you more about it. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theater. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. Art lovers, it's time to celebrate, learn about, and collect local art at the St. Paul Art Crawl, running April 26th to 28th. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you will have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for your own. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community too with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at stpaulartcrawl.org. That's stpaulartcrawl.org. 
It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theater. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. Tom Hartman here for All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that you save more if you wait. But waiting to switch can actually cost you more. While tax rebates make solar affordable, those rebates are often limited and decrease over time. So when you wait, you risk losing some of the incentives that make solar so easy to afford today. And besides, the sooner you get your all-energy solar system, the sooner you reduce or even eliminate that high electricity bill. Make the switch today at allenergysolar.com. Hey community, this is Sienne Thomas from ABC Realty. We represent a diverse team of realtors here at ABC, and we're rooted in your community. We are the only brokerage with an intentional focus on the east side of St. Paul. We specialize in helping first-time homebuyers and people of color to find the home and the neighborhood of their dreams. We have agents who speak Spanish and Hmong, and to keep pace with the ever-changing demographics of the east side, we're adding agents who speak the languages of our communities. We're accessible and we're available for you. Face to face and over the phone, we'll help you each step of the way, whether you're buying or selling. We'll discuss the value of home ownership and how it can be leveraged to build your future. We are here for you, ready to put our experts to work for you. So learn more about us here at abcrealtytwincities.com. That's abcrealtytwincities.com. The Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, and we've been talking about closing the gap in housing, and we've had a, a wonderful conversation. And as you know, this is the first Saturday in April. On the first Saturday, we always have the opportunity to be focusing on the East Side and the East Side Freedom Library. And Peter Ratcliffe is our co-host for all those shows. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Laurie. It's great to be here. You know, and I wanted to say thank you and a shout out to you for always bringing good guests. <laughs> it's easy. There are so many great people on the. <laughs> East side, we're we're the we're the state of Minnesota's most underrecognized resource, the East Side of St. Paul, and most diverse and most celebrating the diversity. You bet. So introduce our guest. Yeah. So today we've been fortunate to be talking with Cian Thomas, who is the founder of ABC Realty, and someone who is walking the talk. Uh, and helping us to close the gap in housing on the east side. And sponsored our show today. Thank you yes. for for not only being part of the conversation and sharing the conversation, but promoting the conversation, that Thank this you. is an important uh, conversation for all to have. Thank you. You've got the East Side Freedom Library program coming up on April 10th, but first I want us to talk about a home tour in Minneapolis yes. as well. Every year, last weekend in April... We have the Minneapolis-St. Paul Home Tour. And every year, uh, Dayton's Bluff Neighborhood Housing Services, which is one of my, my larger nonprofit development partners, has a project on the tour. This year, we will have a uh, scattered site new construction home on the tour in Payne Phelan. So come on out to the Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, Home Tour last weekend in April. There are... 
hundreds of super cool projects that people will open their homes to and share with you on the tour. It's a really fun time. Let's give your... Um your website to get to your yes. Uh, yes. Uh, ABC Realty? Yes, you can visit our website at abcrealtytwincities.com. You can look at our featured listings. You can link to our uh, soon-to-come soon website on Closing the Gap MN to follow the conversation on what is the gap here in Minnesota, who are the players uh, that are actively working in that space to close that gap. Peter, tell me more about the April 10th event. So again, um, as, as I said, you know, the idea is to uh, get educated, then have a conversation, then do something. So the conversation in the middle there, the conversation is going to be on April 10th at the Eastside Freedom Library. And Sian and her team at ABC Realty have brought together a group of partners who all have a handle on different parts of solving the gap in the housing. And so I'm going to ask Sian to tell us who else is going to join us for that conversation and what we can look forward to. I'm excited to uh, bring to the table in that conversation uh, Jim Urchel of Dayton's Bluff Neighborhood Housing Services. This guy is a guru in, in housing. He's a guru in affordable housing development and he builds a product uh, that serves families at uh, 80% up to 115% of area median income. And what that means is uh, Jim uses uh, some subsidy on his projects. It could be in land acquisition, the subsidy, or it could be in the actual construction of the project or both so that he can build a market rate uh, product but bring it to the market at an affordable cost. An example would be the Village on Rivoli. Those homes, um, pri private market rate, they'd be about $350,000, and we're able to uh, sell them to families under two fifty because of that subsidy. So he's one player, right? Uh, and right. he's doing, he's walking the walk and talking yeah. the talk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other partner we have uh, coming to the table is Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity. Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity, uh, they work uh, in the space of 60 to 80 percent area median income. And they have an amazing uh, new mortgage loan product uh, that they'll be talking about that helps families overcome the barriers of homeownership because, you know, a lot oftentimes the barrier isn't uh, they can't make a monthly mortgage payment. The barrier is the entry cost, mm -hmm. the entry cost. So if we could bring uh, a product that's, that's uh, more affordable and we could layer it with down payment and closing cost assistance uh, that's what we um, at ABC Realty uh, are really expert at doing. What okay. I love about this partnership is that you've got the Eastside Freedom Library that has a lot of trust in the community has got doing a lot of outreach um, and you've got an expertise in housing mm -hmm. and it's a matter of how do you reach the folks with the education and how mm -hmm. do the folks get opportunities to learn about right uh, so I see that this is a, a fabulous way to to really maximize both of your messages absolutely yes. absolutely we'll also have the home ownership center there as well and the home ownership center is kind of like the mini think tank right in Minnesota they own the um, first-time home buyer home stretch 
class uh, coursework. So they they are the ones that bring that education piece to the table, and they also are a data. Uh, data manager and analysis. So they, they track the foreclosures uh, in Minnesota. They connect people with uh, foreclosure prevention counseling. So they're, they're big players and they're at the table uh, April 10th as well. And we hope to have a project for Pride and Living. And they're, they're historically in Minneapolis, but they're making their way uh, to St. Paul in a, in a more... Um, uh, in, in, in a, a more of a scattered site um, opportunity. So we hope to have them there. And they work in that 60 to 115% area median income, and they also have some assisted living um, communities that they've done as well. Well, Sian, thank you for all the work that you're doing, uh, for the commitment that you have to close the gap, and for providing an opportunity for financial stability in the future for, for many folks that may not realize that they have that opportunity waiting for them. They just need to have a nudge and a, a, a conversation and then yep. go do something. And then go Absolutely. do something. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. Now, I want before we go, we have a minute yeah. or so that I want to make sure that we do a few highlights of the upcoming other activities at the Eastside Freedom Library. So I, I want to mention that Throughout the month of April, we will be hosting the Minnesota Humanity Center's exhibit, Why Treaties Matter. It's very important when we talk about homes and stability that we recognize that we're all living on land that was once Dakota land here in Minnesota and that the Dakota people are part of the present and part of our future. They're not just part of the past. And so we're using this exhibit as an opportunity to have conversations with indigenous people uh, and, and learn their experiences and figure out with them how we can all learn together and build a better community together. And, and then really in a very similar vein, we're going to be hosting the remarkable Hollis Watkins, um, who is the last living leader of SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, on Friday night, the 18th, the 19th of April. Hollis is going to come and he's going to make us all sing. And so singing is going to be a part of absorbing the lessons of the civil rights movement of the 60s. So look at our website, eastsidefreedomlibrary.org, to learn more about what's going on. And check out abcrealty.com. abcrealtytwincities.com. There we go.